Talks. My name is Tessa and I'm your host. Today I am chatting with my daughter-in-law McKenna and we are discussing the differences and similarities that we have seen between the mother's love and the grandmother's love. And we talk a little bit about how she felt and how I felt during the first two years of Charlie's life. He is my first grandson and the light of my life right now. I absolutely love him and adore him. We just wanted to share a little bit about how we felt about being a mom and being a grandmother. I hope you enjoy. Let's get started. Okay, so I wanted to talk about motherly love and grandmotherly love. You're a newer mom. It's been two years. Ah, I can't believe he's two. First, tell me, did you have any expectations going into motherhood? Yeah, I think it's way different than I expected it to be because I never really, I don't really remember my mom raising me or my brother or my sister when we were this age, like Charlie's age. I have no recollection of it, so I don't know how she navigated it. Don't know if like, you know, I don't recall being spanked at that age. I don't recall being yell that it was just I just woke up when I gained consciousness when I was like I don't know three or four (laughs) I don't feel like I have like a reference to go off of same thing with like when he was a newborn I'm like I know how to deal with like teenagers I'm really good with like middle schoolers I'm really good with like elementary school kids like playing and dealing with tantrums at that age where they can communicate but this age I have no idea what I'm doing I feel like sometimes I'm like trying really hard what is this called like doggy paddling I feel like like treading water just like stay above the water yeah I think everybody feels that way though you know there's no manual and you don't know what to expect like I thought oh motherhood is fantastic because I don't remember my mom yelling at me or spanking me and I don't remember her being frustrated with the kids and she had eight kids right like how, how did she do this without being frustrated (laughs) or the lack of sleep Nathan didn't he wasn't an easy sleeper he was very hard like if you weren't touching him whether it was holding his hand or holding him he didn't want to sleep yeah we had that struggle for like the first (laughs) you remember Charlie wasn't an easy for either there's Mm -hmm. no manual every kid is so different I was reading all of the books I was watching all of the videos and they're like it's just easy as letting them cry it out tried that he would throw up anytime we let him cry it out for longer than like I don't know five minutes so that was a no-go and then just he's gotten so much better now that he's older it's a roller coaster but yeah overall motherhood has been so rewarding so worth it and I knew that it would feel that way but when you're in the journey when you're like in the thick of it it totally does not feel like it just feels like watching paint dry I don't know how else to like compare it to because it's like I know this is gonna like I know this is a phase like I know we're gonna get through this I know like he's gonna be able to communicate with me one day I know that he's gonna be able to sleep through the night one day I know he won't need me when he you know trips over it's gonna happen one day but it's like oh my gosh getting through the days are long but the weeks are short yeah the months are short and the years are short like I cannot believe that he's two yeah it's crazy that he's already two because I remember just holding him and he would just sleep as long as I held him yep (laughs) and he was fine like as long as I held him he would sleep but if I put him down he was like hey wait what are you doing I'm not warm anymore. I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> Give me 
the transfer like my arms are like shaking from holding him for hours and I like try to transfer him into the bassinet or the crib and it just like maybe one in a hundred times it would actually work but like I'm wondering from like your perspective you're a mom but all of your kids are mm-hmm. grown and I'm a new mom and I've got my baby but this baby is your grandson he's the first he's a boy he looks like your family you know what I mean and I've noticed like your relationship with Charlie has just like developed so beautifully over the last two years what is it like for you from your perspective as the grandma well it's weird because it's weird that it's not like my child because like especially when he was first born every time I saw him all I saw was Nathan and so it was not like bad PTSD, but like, I felt like it was Nathan again and that I was a new mom. Like I didn't have to go through anything. I just had him again in my arms, yeah. you know, cause I love all my kids. I really do. Even though they will say I love somebody more, or especially now that Charlie's here, <laughs> that I love Charlie more than anybody, but it's a different kind of love. How would you describe your love of Charlie? You know, this might sound kind of weird. When I first had him, I just felt super disconnected from the experience same thing for my pregnancy I felt very disconnected I was like kind of in shock a little bit and I didn't really connect with him like while he while he was in my tummy I had an awesome birth experience where I was just like on this super great high and then I had really bad postpartum depression I just was like in this weird fog for a really long time and I know like looking back at it now from like hindsight is 2020 like I was going through a really hard mental health challenge at that time and so I did not feel connected to him I felt very much like he was like my brother and not like my child and I would tell people I'm like I feel like his spirit him just being here I feel like he's my brother not like (laughs) his mom I'm just like his caretaker I felt very disconnected did I ever tell you that no I totally it was I'm so sorry that I'm laughing it's just so funny because and you know I mean everybody goes through different things Uh, maybe I'm just blind I never saw it I just saw this loving mother always taking care of her child so it's funny that you like thought of him as your brother and then like I thought of him as my son (laughs) right like I had to remember like for the first year almost I came up like every two weeks because I just felt like oh my gosh I'm missing Charlie I have to go see him I have to go see him and you were a lifesaver during that time because I was like can you just hold him for two hours so I can sleep or just take a nap or take a shower by myself and that's just one kid that's just one (laughs) how do you do it and here's that's what that's why I asked my mom I asked my mom all the time how did you do this I only have four you know she had eight I only have four you only have one right now it's like how did you do any of this (laughs) no seriously and here's the other part of that like actually oh hi Charlie (laughs) I'm talking to Mimi do you want to say hi to Mimi hi Charlie here he goes. Say hi, Mimi. Hi, Mimi. Oh, I wish you guys could all see him because he's adorable. We're going to be shy now for some reason. I know. So you're not going to talk to me? Do you know that we're on a podcast episode? Is that why? We're on a podcast. Can you say hi, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> you're so silly. Well, and going back to what we were just talking about, like, I don't know how people can take care. I don't know how people can take care of multiple children, but I also don't understand how people can love multiple children 
The way that I love Charlie is so deep. I can't imagine loving another child as much as I love Charlie. Yeah. I would love some insight into that. Like I've I've heard people just say, oh, it's different with each child. Like your heart just expands. I just can't. It's hard to comprehend because I even right now I'm like, how am I going to love another grandkid from either you guys or another one of my kids? Because like the love I feel is so big and so strong that I'm like, can it be like this for everybody? But again, I do love all my kids. I love them. Since you felt disconnected, when do you think that connection finally clicked for you? I think it started to actually click once I started getting the proper medication. I was just in such a fog. That's hard because postpartum depression is is real. Yes. It's so real and for some people it's um it's so extreme. I think I experienced a little bit of baby blues. I don't think that I though like had it terrible where I was like what is wrong with me? Why do I feel this way? But you know, I have a sister who also she every time she has a child she has extreme postpartum depression except for with her last so far. I don't think a lot of people talk about it too much. You know, it's a real thing. It can really hurt a person if they don't understand what's going on and if they don't get the proper help. So I'm glad that you were able to do that and get on medication because it would be so sad, I think, if someone went through their entire life or their entire child's life not having a connection and not loving them. And I know that can happen, but no, I've always seen love from you to Charlie. So maybe even when you felt disconnected, there was still love there. That's never been a question to me. Well, that's good. It's nice to hear that from an outside perspective, because it's actually made me very, like I said, we were talking about hindsight. And when I am contemplating about my new mom experience, I've actually been scrapbooking. You know, I've been creating a scrapbook. I'm creating all these pages and looking through photos from the first couple months of Charlie's life where like I was seriously so in a fog that I don't have like very many good memories from that time. It's all very just jaded. It's been very healing to contemplate and see the photos, see the smiles, see how happy and healthy Charlie is and was. It's been very healing to go back and remember that there really, we really did have good times, even though I was in a fog. Everything was okay and it was happy even though I wasn't happy on the inside so that's been very healing I didn't realize that it would be so healing I just thought it would be fun so that's kind of been interesting once I started getting the proper medication and everything was settling in it was like the sun finally came out and it didn't feel like every day was hard before it even started like I fight this internal battle to be happy and to do what I was supposed to do but like even my friends that are like I had no idea that you were struggling I don't know did you notice during that there might have been like a time here or there where I could tell that you were stressed you know but for me it's like yeah as a mom we're just (laughs) I think most of us are always stressed (laughs) I yeah well that that makes me feel good that it it didn't affect performance (laughs) no no you know I love my kids and 
So I've, I've always wondered, like, what will it be like when I do have grandkids? Like, how will I, is it just going to be that, oh, I have fun with them and then, you know, and spoil them rotten and then send them home. And I had a really strong relationship with my grandmothers. One of my grandmas only had a few grandkids. And then my other grandma had a lot of grandkids. Both had a great connection. I love my grandparents so much. All four of them have passed on now. My grandma was like, you know, my, both of them were like my best friend. And I just thought, you know, I want to be a good grandmother like my grandmas were to me. I want my grandkids to want to call me and talk to me. Because I remember after one of my grandmothers passed away, for a long time, I'd still want to pick up the phone and call her. She passed away before Connor was born. And so that was really hard because it was like, she's not going to get to meet him. And But I've always thought that she knew him in heaven you know, before he came. When my other grandma passed away, you know, I, I had all four kids now, didn't travel very often. And so I hadn't seen her in several years. And so that was really hard for me. I did fly out and see her and I was there the weekend that she passed. It was very hard because I hadn't been able to see her. And, you know, you talk on the phone once in a while. So I just wanted to be a good grandma, like my grandma's. And then when you guys surprised us and told me... <laughs> That you're pregnant. <laughs> yes, that you were pregnant. Um, and it was actually when I, I flew up just to give Nathan some medicine because he had COVID. Remember, I just like flew up really quick. I was like, here's the medicine. And then you gave me a bag because I had asked for headphones or something, which didn't end up working. Because, oh, that was so dumb. Yeah, it was so sad. I was just whatever. And then, but when I opened the bag, there were these little baby shoes and a pregnancy test. And I like literally fell over. That video was my favorite. You're like, what? <laughs> What is this? What is this? <laughs> well, I to get right back on the airplane and fly home. I want to give you guys a hug, but you have COVID. Yeah, like I couldn't even hug you. I could nothing. And then I had to get on an airplane and I cried for an entire hour and whatever the flight was. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be a grandma. Like, crying with excitement and then crying because I was like, wait, what is going on? I'm not old enough for this. You know, like all these feelings and thoughts and everyone probably on the airplane was like, what is wrong with this woman? But I was so emotional. <laughs> I could barely stand it, you know, and then the anticipation of him being born and being there for Thanksgiving, but then he decided to be late. And so we weren't there. All these different emotions that I was having as the grandma, you know, I felt already a connection to him before he was even born. Okay, can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. Okay, so this woman, I'm pregnant. <laughs> so I'm super pregnant and Nathan and I haven't decided on the name. Nathan has like, Nathan's my husband and your son. I don't know if everyone yeah. knows. That. Nathan expressed to me that he had this name that he really wanted to use for our son. And it was Charles Edward and he would be named after Nathan's grandpa I was like I don't know about all that like I think that's a, like a really sweet sentiment but it's my son too and I'm like I wonder <laughs> if we could do like literally any other name like no offense but I really would love to do literally any other any other name just because I wanted it to be like your family and my family creating this child anyway I fought it for for nine months I really did and I was like we'll name him like Jackson or something or like I don't know some other crazy name that I was workshopping this is months <laughs> this is months of me denying it and we're we're down to the last minute like I'm like 39 weeks pregnant going back to this woman she goes up to my belly <laughs> do you remember this yes exactly what I'm, 
she goes up to my belly and, and you're like, Charlie, if you can hear me, your name is Charlie. And then he like kicked you, right? He did. So I, yeah, I put my hand on your belly. I actually said, Charles Edward. You did. And he kicked me. And I said, and, and I literally, like, I felt it. I was like, he is Charles Edward. <laughs> I think he knows his name. And you looked up at me and I, you like look so guilty. And <laughs> I was like, I was fuming. I was like, you know what? Just because of that, I'm going to name him something dumb. I'm going to name him something like ridiculous because of this. I was fighting it and fighting it. And finally, Nathan and I went to the temple. I feel comfortable sharing this experience. I was in the temple and I was in the celestial room and I'm like, God, what do you want me to name him? Is there a name that you have in mind? I have all these questions. It feels important. It feels really important to choose the right name. I open up the scriptures and lo and behold, I open up to the topical guide and I'm like reading the topical guide. And one of the scriptures, the one that I immediately read was like, and they were named after their fathers <laughs> and I was like you're joking <laughs> so that was that was my moment of <laughs> repentance that was my moment of submission so just again just for you and Nathan and my listeners I've never been wrong <laughs> just kidding <laughs> I'm just kidding it was a very tender moment. It was very special because I literally was like, wait, this just happened. I said his name. I've never, I don't think I've really ever felt to move in your stomach yet. No, and I would be like, okay, just leave your hand on my stomach for like five minutes. And I promise yeah. you'll come eventually. <laughs> no, but as soon as I said his name, he kicked and I was like, oh my gosh, this is his name. I just know it. So yeah, then he was born and you named him Charles Edward. <laughs> and it's perfect like it's him it is it is so him and and we have we've, we've had a very special bond and I hope that I can continue that you know with him as he gets older and he not want to be like I'm too cool for my grandma so he doesn't call me grandma he calls me Mimi which is good because then I also don't feel like an old woman. <laughs> and it's so cute and feminine. It's adorable. I love it. And he, I don't know, there's just, there is something about him that I just love and adore. I mean, even Rebecca and Connor will be like, there's no pictures of us in the house. They're all Charlie. Well, I'm sorry. Like he's the first grandchild and I have millions of pictures of him. And you guys don't like me taking pictures of you anymore. So exactly. Sorry. <laughs> It's hilarious. But he also, he also has a good connection with his other grandma, even though he probably is overwhelmed with all the love that he has that is shown to him. I mean, by his aunts, his uncles, his everybody. I mean, he's a very loved child. He's spoiled with all the love. It's awesome. Yeah. But so I don't feel like he has a favorite except for you and Nathan. You know what I mean? Who's his favorite? Nathan or you? <laughs> I think that that depends on the day and the time. He goes through yeah. times where, like Nathan doesn't exist and then there's times where I don't exist. So it's impossible for me to say that, but you and him have a very special connection. He calls for you and he's like like randomly like he'll wake up and be like Mimi, you know, sometimes you'll stay in our spare bedroom and most mornings he'll walk all the way downstairs and open the door and say Mimi? Oh, no Mimi. <laughs> that just makes me so sad. I'm like I just want to move in. <laughs> I know. When can you, when can we make that happen? We would just have the best time. Well, yeah, I'm afraid because like I didn't, you know, at being a mom, you have a love, but then 
all of a sudden you're a grandma and this love is so different than the love you have for your kids. I don't know if it's because I can just give them back to you. I don't know if it's because I'm trying not to be the disciplinarian. <laughs> in the, you know, because he's my There's grandson. No pressure. Yeah. But it is, it's something that's so different. And it was so overwhelming at the beginning because I remember the first time I, after coming up and seeing him for the first time, and I stayed, I think with you for like a week. And then I went home. It was so hard for me to leave. I was like, this isn't even my own kid. And I'm having the hardest time putting him down and leaving him. I wanted to take him with me. You know, so it's so different. It's so strong too. Yeah, it does scare me that am I going to still feel the same love and connection with my other grandkids? Or I was telling you, you know, one of my girlfriends was like, well, what's it going to be like when they have a daughter or your other kids have a daughter and you you have your first granddaughter? Like, how is that going to be? And I was like, yeah, I hope Charlie isn't like, why doesn't Mimi talk to me anymore? You know, <laughs> because we you have to have like a schedule. We're like, okay, you will get your time. It's like custody battle. We're going to have to have a custody battle <laughs> for you. Mimi Maybe gets to talk to Charlie this long. Mimi gets to talk to this one this long. <laughs> we'll come visit on the second and third Thursdays and they get Wednesdays. And yeah. Well, did, did you have a connection with either of your grandmas? You know, I lived with one of my grandmas for a few years when I was very, very young. And I think she's awesome. But she also has eight kids and like 100 grandkids. You know what I mean? She divides her time and also loves being independent. So we didn't, we never had like a super strong connection, like personal connection. Also culturally, I feel like it's not very personal in the mm. culture that she was raised in. It's like more standoffish and like we show our love through other ways. Okay. Like quality time and words of affirmation. Like those are not culturally what Asians do. So um that was that. And then my dad's mom passed away before I was born. And so I never had a connection with her. People have told me that I sound like her. So I feel connected to her in like a spiritual way. Other than that, I've never had like a grandmother figure in my life ever. I've had a lot of moms. Like I said, I feel like I have had a lot of examples of how to be a mom of like a teenager or like a middle schooler. So like this era, I've learned so much from you. I've learned so much how to be like maternal for a baby and how to be loving and kind and giving. I've just seen you like give so much of your time and your energy to Charlie. And I know you're exhausted and you're in pain or you're sick. Charlie's like, walk? And you're like, okay, we're going to go on a walk. And he's like, show? And you're like, okay, the only thing I want to do is lay down in my bed. But yes, I will sit with you and watch the show and cuddle you. You know, he won't sleep and you're going to go and lay with him. And I know like that's the last thing you want to do. Just like seeing the sacrifice as a grandmother is just like, it's so inspiring. It makes me want to be better because I'm, I'm like exhausted. And I'm like, I don't even have like a pinch of what you're going through in your body. So it's just very motivating. I wanted to take a second to like, thank you for that. Thank you for being amazing mother-in-law and thank you for being an amazing grandma. You've made all of the difference in my journey. Cause like, like I said, at the beginning, I really struggled. And so I was grateful to have you. I wish I could have you every day to come over, but every other week I had to do, you know, I got so lucky. <laughs> I got so lucky with you. <laughs> I got lucky. I got the luckiest. Like, seriously, like you changed my whole experience. And I think if you hadn't been available to be present, I would have like actually drowned. 
I think I would have actually drowned in 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 everything that was going on. So thank you for being you and <laughs> thank you for being in my life and I love you. You are so amazing. I love you too. I think that you, you know, having to go through all that emotional and postpartum and not really letting people see it, like that's a strength that I don't, because me, I'm like an open book. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's hard for me to hide when I don't feel good. And when I'm in pain, it it must have been really hard to try to, especially when you're in a, you know, you get first get married, and you're in a new relationship, new family, and you're trying to not hide who you are or what's going on, but you don't know how the other people might react to it. Navigating so, that was has not yeah. been easy, yeah. but I mean, so worth it. Plus yeah. at that time, I was still in school. So I was like breastfeeding in class. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was a like, lot going on. Plus I was working, plus like the mental health, plus my dad was sick. Like there was a yeah. hundred things. That's why you yeah. were so beneficial. Like you were there are many things. Well, I always felt bad that like your mom couldn't come out more. And I always felt a little guilty that I might be taking up too much time. But then at the same time, I was like, well, I really don't care. Uh, this is my <laughs> grandson too. And if I can go, I'm going because your mom's amazing. Like I've met her, I've hung out with her, you know, she's, she's actually, she's so amazing. How do you think your mom has helped you in motherhood? She is a very kind soul. I don't I don't know how else to put it. She's a great listener and she knows when to give advice and when to not give advice. So she's like a person, an outlet that I would go to and just be like, here is everything that's on my mind. And she would just be like, wow, that is so hard. What do you need from me from afar? And I'd be like, honestly, nothing, like nothing. There's nothing that you can do from where you are, but thank you for listening. And she's like, you're welcome. She's always been like a great outlet for that kind of a thing. Because she learned like, you know, sometimes I don't want advice. Sometimes I just need to complain. <laughs> and she's she's a safe place for that. And I've I've always been grateful for, for that. And she loves Charlie. She's an amazing oh mom. We actually surprised her for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And she showed up at their doorstep and she screamed. She was so happy. And she's like, I don't even, I, I need to get milk. Um, I need to get, we need to get your bed set up. We need to, oh, Charlie, here's your cars. And she's like, held on to all these toys, just like you, held on to all these toys from when we were kids. And it's just like kind of funny seeing all of like the toys that I grew up with just like suddenly out of storage. I'm like, whoa, for my kid, I have a kid. This is my childhood home, yet it's not anymore yeah it's hard to look and be like wow wait I'm now a mom okay now I'm a grandma seeing all these things you know again and then it's also different from the grandma's perspective because you know if I don't see him for a month even if I'm facetiming with him and then all of a sudden like seeing him in person I swear that kid is growing like a foot every time in between really sad he's in like three t clothes four t clothes and some brand it's all that love it's all that love it just helps it just helps the kid grow got to do something. Obviously your love for Charlie has grown over the last two years. You know, it's changed. It's been different. Where would you say you are like right now? Are you comfortable? Are you, I don't know. When's the next one? Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We've talked about this. It's a saucy question in our house. Just trying to get it on record. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Soon enough. I'll, I'll, I'll give that little teaser. (laughs) <laughs> it'll it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. Heavenly Father has communicated with us 
Anyway, I know that's not the question, but no, you know, it's important to include God in your family and in, in the love that you have for your family. Sometimes when you are struggling, he can help you to see past the struggles. He can also be the one who helps you see your child as he sees them. When I was a young mom, I wish that I had included him more, especially in like the raising of our kids. I was frustrated a lot. In fact, that's why I was like, how did my mom do this? I only had four, you know, and at the time when I was probably the most frustrated, I probably only had two, maybe three. I just thought I never saw my mom frustrated. And I swear these kids know I am frustrated. (laughs) There's a lot of things, you know, as a mom, sometimes that you regret saying or doing, we're getting upset because something got broken, things like that. But like, I've never not loved my kids. Now I'm trying, even though they're all grown, I mean, Connor's 16, but he's still grown. I don't have to really do much to take care of him. But if they didn't feel that they were loved, When they were younger, I am trying to make sure that they know now that for sure, there's no doubt. Because I have always loved my kids. Yes, I was frustrated. Yes, I didn't know how to deal with anything, even though I thought that because I was the oldest of eight kids, that I knew everything there was to know about how to raise a kid. Like, I really thought, oh, I got this. No problem. (laughs) Oh, definitely. It's your own. Oh, my goodness. It really, really is. Because all of a sudden I was like, wait, how do I do this? I know I've done it before, but wait, how do I do this? Maybe that's the difference between being a grandma and the mom. It's like, there's no pressure. You get, you get to get... enjoy the, all the fun things. Yeah. You get frustrated, and but you know that it's not yours. It's like when you're babysitting, you know? Yeah. It's so easy to do someone else's dishes and not your own. But it also is hard because as a grandma, even though Charlie's not my own child, because he is my grandson, there are times when I know I can like overstep my bounds or almost cross the line with like, well, why aren't you guys doing this? You should be doing this. (laughs) I've been there, done that. I know it works. I appreciate that you are still kind to me (laughs) because because I'm over, I can be a little overbearing. I know it, but I am working on it. I can tell you've, you feel like I'm getting better. You know, it's like our timelines of like our improvements and our change have like totally coincided where like you stepped up majorly on a time where I really needed you now that I'm better. You know, I know you said that you don't, you haven't really noticed it, but in my mind, like now that I'm getting better and better, like mentally and more on top of everything, it's like you've learned like, okay, here is the line, here is too far. Mm -hmm. I just love our relationship. I just think we have a great time and I think you're an awesome Mm -hmm. grandma. Well, thank you. I think you're an awesome mom. I mean, Charlie, he is really lucky to have you and Nathan. And I think Nathan's a great dad. I really do. Like he is an amazing father and I'm really proud of him. And I love our relationship that we can talk all the time. And we just have a lot of fun too, because we're like friends and I love it. Okay. So what advice would you give to a new mom? Get help. help. It's true though, right? Yeah, it's so true. There were so many times where I would have friends come over and just hold him so I could take a shower. And I don't have a village here. You know, I don't have a ton of family and I I don't even have a ton of friends that I'm really close to. So that was really difficult. I didn't have like this huge array of people. And so when I did ask for help, it just made all of the difference, but I was always scared to. And it also not just for, you know, going and taking a shower, but also getting help for mental issues or you have questions about 
about like why is my baby not eating why is why is he not latching why is my milk so weird I never got help for that stuff I would just google it and I was just confused until I just you know gave up on certain things if I had gotten the help that I needed let me just say this I'm going to do it completely different the next time I have so many more tools in my tool belt that I totally could have had sooner yeah well so. it's it's important you know the older I get the more I'm learning it's important to talk to people and ask for help if we're not sure about something mm -hmm. like it doesn't mean we're dumb it doesn't mean we're uneducated it just means that maybe someone else understands it differently and they can help us I've been on a real big mental health kick like we need to be talking about it and understanding how people get through it so that those who have no clue, they can have help getting through it. So it's yeah. the same with being a new mom. There is no book you'll read that will give you the answers. There's not. There's lots of great books. It doesn't mean that any of them will be the answer for you because mm -hmm. every kid is different. Every pregnancy is different. Every mental health issue is different, you know? I'm so glad that we got to like talk about this. I love your love for Charlie. I really do. He's so happy when he sees you. You can just tell that he just loves you so much. I can tell that he loves me so much and I just love it. Like literally he is my joy right now. If I'm having a bad day, you know, I'm always like, Hey, can you FaceTime? <laughs> I need me some Charlie time. <laughs> I just chase him around with my phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. Or he'll take me, he'll take the phone and just walk me around the house and show you the eggs in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, it's just the best thing in the world. It just really is. And so now I know what my grandmother's felt like. It is probably one of the best things. I can't wait for you to experience that because it is just so awesome. I mean, you've got time, plenty yeah. of time, although it goes like that. Nathan was what, 21, 20, he was 21, 22 when we had Charlie? 22, I think. Yeah. So really I've got like 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but literally I can remember, I mean, it feels sometimes like yesterday that I had Nathan and it has gone, the 25 years has gone by so fast. I mean, I know I can't change the past. I wish I had enjoyed being a mom of young kids more. I feel um, that. I wish I had, you know, not been so frustrated all the time. But again, I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't ask for help because you know, we don't talk about things like that. You know, even though my kids are grown, I can, I can give them the love that they need now. And I can give the love my, my grandkids need, you know? And so I love that we can progress, even though we can't change the, the past, we can progress and be better in the future. I love you. I love you too. Thanks yes. for being an amazing mom. Thanks Mimi. Love you. For joining me on test talks today i hope you enjoyed my discussion with mckenna it was fun talking with her about how she feels that she's doing and how i'm doing i wish i had known at the time when she was struggling what was going on so that i could have maybe helped more or been a little bit careful with being nosy and pushy like i can be <laughs> but i am grateful that i can change the way i act and treat them now and when they have their next child. I'm grateful for her patience and her kindness and her love. And I'm really grateful for the relationship that we have and that we can share our love for Charlie and just have a really great time together. I hope that you will reach out to your friends, check on those that you love, um, especially those who might be going through a pregnancy or might be have just had a baby and are now going through postpartum, whether they are sharing that or not, just reach out and let them 
them know that you're there for them. Even if they don't want to chat, it's always nice to know that someone is thinking about you. As we are actively trying to build our relationships with our family members, our children, our grandchildren, even our friends, it's important to build trust and to let them know that you do think about them and that you do love them. I know we all know this, but we can all do a better job to strengthen our relationships and to be there for those that we love. So I hope this week you'll reach out to someone that you care about and just let them know that you're here, that you love them, and that if they need anything, you got their back. And as always, love hard, live full, and laugh often, and I'll see you next time.